0: Good morning, everyone. It's five minutes past eight and you are tuned into City Radio on 102.9, 105.2 and 87.8 FM. Right now, it's time for City Scenes, our weekly feature where we focus each week on the music scene of a different city around the world. We're also moving through the alphabet and this week for the letter M, we're in another city with a hugely significant contribution to world music. I'm talking about Manchester, England. Manchester is a city in the north of England that has given us bands like Joy Division, Oasis, the Stone Roses, the Smiths, the Happy Mondays, New Order, the Buzzcocks, the Fall, the Charlatans, Take That, the Chemical Brothers, A Certain Ratio, Elbow, A Guy Called Gerald, Orteca, The Verve, and the list goes on and on and on. It's really a musical city. Um, But obviously we can't cover all of that in half an hour. So what I'm going to do is, uh, like I usually do, I'm going to focus... In a bit on a particular moment in the music history of Manchester, and that's a development in the late nineteen seventies and the nineteen eighties, which saw Manchester become hugely significant in the evolution of post-punk and then dance music. Now it's a story that revolves around a record label called Factory Records and a nightclub called the Hacienda, and then we're going to finish up by hearing a bit. Of What is going on in Manchester these days um, and some exciting new artists um, that are putting out music today. So Factory Records was an independent record label uh, that was started in 1978 by a duo called Alan Erasmus and Tony Wilson. And Tony Wilson was a local television presenter at the time and their professional relationship began when they started promoting concerts and club nights under the name Factory it was quite quickly that uh, after they started promoting local bands that they realized that they were sitting on a lot of untapped talent and that they should start a record label to release the bands that they were promoting. So Factory Records was born and early releases on the label included singles by A Certain Ratio, Cabaret Voltaire, The Dirty Column, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, and the first album which was released on the label was an LP by a band called Joy Division. That LP was called Unknown Pleasures. Here's a track from that album. This is Disorder by Joy Division.
1: Into no man's land Lights are flashing, cars are crashing Getting frequent now
0: Division, a new band on the scene in Manchester in the late 1970s, and that track is called Disorder. It's from their debut album, Unknown Pleasures, which was the first album released on Factory Records in Manchester. And an album that would go on to be considered one of the most significant albums in the development of a genre called post-punk. And Joy Division was uh, formed by singer Ian Curtis, guitarist and keyboard player Bernard Sumner bassist Peter Hook and drummer Stephen Morris and they formed after some of them went to watch a Sex Pistols concert in 1976 and at first the band modeled themselves on the same kind of punk sound as the Sex Pistols but quite quickly they developed a sparse and melancholic style of playing driven by angular guitarists and direct drums like we just heard and this made them one of the pioneering bands of the post-punk movement. Now Joy Division have gone on to become a cult band of legendary status and this is in no small part due to the tragic way in which the band came to an end. In 1980 only two years after the release of Unknown Pleasures and on the eve of the band's first tour of America and two months before the release of their second album Closer Ian Curtis, the band's singer, committed suicide. Since then Joy Division have been canonised as catalysts of a hugely important moment in musical history I mean we can only imagine what they would have gone on to achieve right but Without their singer and on the crest of a huge wave of musical inspiration, the other members of Joy Division formed a new band called New Order um, that would in turn go on to become equally as influential in the development of dance music, as we'll hear, um, and bring about a huge moment in Manchester's musical history. At first, um, the music that New Order released was similar in style to the material that they'd been releasing as Joy Division. But as the 80s moved on, they began to increasingly adopt the use of synthesizers and drum machines and move in a generally more electronic direction. And in 1983, they released this track that I'm going to play next that went on to become the best-selling 12-inch vinyl single of all time. It was called Blue Monday, and this new electronic dance sound was about to set Manchester on fire. Right now is New Order and a track called Blue Monday that was released on Factory Records in Manchester in 1983. Right now you're listening to City Scenes on our City Radio, and we're looking at a particularly fertile moment in the history of Manchester's music scene. Now, after the success of Blue Monday, the members of New Order, along with Tony Wilson of Factory Records, decided to open a nightclub. And in 1982, the Hacienda Nightclub opened and quickly became a hub for Manchester's thriving young clubbing culture. The cheap entrance fees and bar prices lured people in, but the hacienda went on to become an iconic venue in the history of UK club culture. And at the same time, it acted as an extension of factory records label Output. And a few cult bands emerged as in-house favourites that would light the club up with their legendary live performances. Now, one of these bands was the Happy Mondays, a ragtag collection of party-loving musicians. They would take the world by storm with their raucous, party-focused rock music. And the Happy Mondays are champions of a sound and movement that became known as Madchester, uh, and which is intrinsically linked to Nights Out at the Hacienda. I'm gonna play, up next, I'm going to play a track by the Happy Mondays. This one is one of their early hits. It's called 24-Hour Party People. All right, that's the Happy Mondays with 24-Hour Party People. Another track on Factory Records from Manchester. And by the way, if you're enjoying this music and you'd like to find out more about these tracks, there's a brilliant film called 24-Hour Party People, which retails the legend of all of these Manchester bands that I've played so far, um, starring Steve Coogan. Uh, you can probably find it on the internet somewhere. Now, by the late 1980s, the Hacienda had become one of the most iconic clubs in the world, hosting boundary-pushing DJs that were among the first in the UK to champion the sound of house music, which was making its way over the Atlantic from Chicago, and which we heard about in a previous episode of City Scenes. Now, one young producer that was active in Manchester's clubbing scene at the time was a guy called Gerald Simpson, who went by the name of A Guy Called Gerald. And he was one of the first people in the UK to use a Roland TB303 bassline synthesizer to create hypnotic, liquid sounding basslines on a track called Voodoo Ray. Now, Voodoo Ray went on to break into the UK pop charts and became an anthem at the Hacienda. And it was also one of the first examples of a genre called Acid House, which was based around the sound of the Roland TB-303 and which would ignite a whole youth movement around rave culture in the UK in the late 1980s and early 1990s. So here is a guy called Gerald with Voodoo Ray, a pivotal track in the history of dance music from 1988. So that's a guy called Gerald with Voodoo Ray on RS City Radio. Now that track is massively significant in the history of acid House and dance music. And it was an anthem at the Hacienda, Manchester's legendary club of the 1980s and 1990s. But the Hacienda closed in 1997 and has now been replaced by a block of flats. But the history of the place is still preserved through the countless amount of hit records that were created, either in direct relation to the club or as a result of its influence. But that's enough of history, right? We've heard how significant Manchester has been in both the birth of post-punk and acid house. We haven't even got round to some of Manchester's most famous bands like Oasis and the Stone Roses and the Verve, who all took the world by storm in the Britpop craze of the 1990s, or even the Smiths, who came before that. But we don't have time for that, unfortunately. I want to end this week's City Scenes with a look at the present music scene of Manchester. And these days, Manchester is still one of the clubbing capitals of the UK. Every month, thousands of dancers attend huge raves at a venue called the Warehouse Project. And clubs like the White Hotel play a hugely important role in pushing the boundaries of modern club culture. Now, both of these places still exist in direct lineage from the Hacienda and are continuing Manchester's legend, uh, legacy as a clubbing capital of the world. I'm going to end this week's City Scenes right now with one of the most exciting bands to have merged from Manchester's music scene uh, in recent times. These guys are certainly direct descendants of all of the bands that we've heard so far on this week's City Scenes from Manchester. You can hear a bit of everything that's been played um, so far from Joy Division to New Order through Happy Mondays and then Acid House um, by a guy called Gerald. They're called Working Men's Club and they've absolutely blown up in recent years. They've already supported New Order Live and quite fittingly, this track of theirs that I'm going to play now is named after another Manchester legend, John Cooper Clark. This is Working Men's Club rounding out this week's installments of City Scenes. We will be back next week for another installment. <laughs> TV Radio.